Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty McLovin friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. Across from me is Charles Chuck Thompson. And uh, both of us thought that the other one was going to start the intro at that time. We took a breath at the same time. We, and I went to do it, and then I saw you were going to do it. And I was like, nah, I'll, I'll let Charlie do same, it. And same. And then he thought the exact same thing at the same time. And I wasn't looking directly out at you. This was just in my peripheral. You could like, feel it. Yeah. You could feel like, my breath. Is, I don't need to do the intro today. Hey, well, what's up? This is the Good Morning Liberty podcast. Those of you watching live can see that we have a very thrown together thing today because we're still in the midst of putting together this amazing studio that will be done, we promise, someday. Who who knows? But we put out a new episode of Liberty Loving Goodness every day of the week when we want to. Now, that when we want to part is pretty important. It's pretty much every day of the week, but sometimes we just can't do it. And Charlie's sorry about that. I am. Like on Friday, where we recorded an episode and then Charlie forgot to upload it to the podcast feed. <laughs> just know. completely forgot. I just can't believe myself. Yeah, it's it's his fault. It's not mine. He completely forgot to upload it to the podcast feed. I'm, and listen, I'm praying about it. Okay. He's a, he's trying. He's I making was, changes. Okay? I was on my knees. But anyway, you want to smash that follow button on whatever tyrannical big tech app you are using to listen to podcasts, or if you want to watch live. So you can see what we look like and interact with us during the show. You can go to goodmorningliberty.locals.com and join that there community. I wanted to start this show by saying congratulations on the new child. Yes, there is a new you baby. all have welcomed into your family. Not your child. Not mine. But your, your brother's. My mom's like, what? <laughs> your, your brother's child. Yeah. And that was born on Constitution Day. How about that? Constitution Day. Congratulations. Baby. Now that there is a good baby. I uh-huh. tell you what. I went and saw the baby. I kissed the baby just like you're supposed to do when you're doing political stuff. Uh-huh. And you sign uh, the baby's forehead. I signed the baby's forehead. All the things that you're supposed to mm-hmm. do. They're they're not gonna wash it off. I already talked to him about that. And uh, but yeah, you didn't punch the baby. It, no. Good. No. Not yeah, that freaking baby better <laughs> better watch its mouth. No, I'm not gonna I'm not going to hit the baby, okay? Yeah. But, you know, what? one thing I did want to say is uh, it was, uh, it's been stressful over the last couple months. And this is one of the things that is stressful because it took, it took time, but it's not stressful in a way that it was like it was a bad thing that I didn't want to do. I wanted to go see my family and be there when they brought the new baby home. It's mainly because you don't have your airplane yet. Yeah. This, this can all trace back to my wife telling me that I can't get an airplane yet. <laughs> Honestly, it's because all you could have been up there in 30, 45 minutes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. back in 30, 45 minutes. But instead you drove a total of like eight, nine hours. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a long time. It, uh, close to nine hours of driving because of traffic. It took me two hours to go two miles in Nashville on my way there yesterday. So, but we all I, should uh, move here. It's a great city. Great, great city. <laughs> uh, when, when traffic happens, but 
what I was going to say is it was stressful and there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but I wanted to go see the baby. And just a little bit of advice for everyone. I'm sure you don't need me to tell you this. Even if you're stressful, you got a lot of stuff going on. Take time to go see your family. Do those things. Do those memories that you can't ever get back, like a new baby coming home for the first time. Because what am I going to do? Like later on, we're talking to my niece and they're all like, oh, yeah, I remember when you came home. And I'm like, uh, sorry, I had cameras to set up that weekend. <laughs> you know, so like, I don't remember when you came home. Yeah. Is that really? Yeah, I wasn't there. Everyone else was there because uh, I needed a cable from Best Buy and I needed to set up my new studio. But this is a good discussion, like a good philosophical discussion on uh, balance, right? Mm-hmm. Balancing safety and memories, right? Like the, those different types of things that are going on in the world, because I mean, God, some people are, are, some people are dying. A lot of people have died and they never got to say goodbye. Most people have died actually. Yeah. Almost everyone. Well, I'm saying, and, and they didn't get to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you weren't able to make those memories with your grandmother or your brother or your sister or your mother or your father, those types of things. Uh, and I know people die of other things rather than COVID, but um, for the most part, when when someone's really sick or something, you at least get that opportunity to tell them how much you love them. But there's no visitors. No, no, no visitors That's for babies sad. or anything else. And so th- there's a fine balance between making sure that you are creating memories and living your life uh, and being safe. Mm-hmm. And I think that should be a personal decision. And this weekend, we we decided that the baby would not be safe from COVID. Uh, I did leave the big city and go up there and kiss the baby. And, you know, that's a decision that I made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how many babies have died from COVID? It's okay. I, I don't know. The baby's going to be fine. But it was also, the, you know, the mother's decision and your yeah. brother's decision. So everyone, everyone was fine with it for hey, sure. Hey, kiss the baby. Speaking of COVID, let's talk about this real quick. We already mentioned this a little bit last week, but I want to make sure that we hammer home how egregious the situation is with the, uh, just a little bit here on some COVID. Okay. Uh, and then we'll get to some, some, uh, economic policy stuff. The market just tunked today, by the way. Whoo. Mm. Woo. Is it still going? Pretty big tunk that happened on that their market today. I forgot to look. And uh, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about the monoclonal antibodies thing again real quick. And I had an article here that was from Blaze, and I, I picked some stuff out of it. And it, it's there's this crazy thing going on right now. And I, I try to not be this conspiracy theorist that thinks that there's just this this conspiracy to make sure everyone gets all the vaccines for vaccine's sake because they have the vaccines and they just want to force everyone to get them. And the people that sell those are running the government because of all the money they're throwing to the politicians and, and all that. I try to not go down that road. You know, the vaccines have uh, done a great job at stopping people from dying. And, and so that is a really good thing. So I'm not going to go anti-vax, but it seems like the focus is we need to make sure people get the vaccine versus we need to stop people from dying from COVID. Like that seems to be a backseat issue right now. It's just kind of a weird thing because uh, what's going on with the monoclonal antibodies on September 14th, the Biden administration announced that the hang on before you dive into this. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't hear a word you said after for vaccine's sake for vaccine's sake. Yeah. That was a while back, man, because all I heard after that was you better watch out. (laughs) What? (laughs) You better not cry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, Biden clause is coming to town. <laughs> exactly. He's got a needle in That's his hand. Okay. Literally, I could not help but just think of that right afterwards. And so I didn't listen to the rest so of what you were you singing said. Santa Claus is coming to town in your head the whole time that I was talking. Okay. Yes. And All that's right. why I stopped you before going into this because I wanted to let you finish. But then I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to let you know what happened 
for that entire two minutes. Thank you. All right. Anyway. Oh, continue. Okay. On September 14th, the Biden administration announced that the feds would be cutting the number of monoclonal treatments per week in the southern states and reallocating them as part of a broader plan to start rationing the treatments. For example, in Florida, HHS issued an allocation for the week of September 13th of 3,100 doses uh, of the treatments and 27,850 doses of the Regeneron treatments. As Florida Governor Ron DeSantis said in the press conference last week, this would effectively reduce Florida's allocation by 50%. The federal agency did this without any warning or indication that there was a shortage. Then last Thursday, the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explained the move as follows. Quote, our supply is not unlimited. Our supply is not unlimited, and we believe it should be equitable. HHS then followed up with an explanation of the policy of equity. So what they are doing here is if your state is using more than another state, then that is a bad thing. Now, it doesn't matter if your state has way more cases, and so therefore they need more. You should not be taking more than what another state is, even if that state doesn't need it. You shouldn't be taking more than what the other state is. We have to, we have to treat this equitably, Yeah, Nate. I, it I, actually, see, this doesn't matter. Deaths don't actually matter. Yeah, People dying don't actually matter. What matters is equity. That's that, the most important thing. It can't be unfair. And so this is something that got, like this is such a this is such a big government thing like a a socialist top-down allocation of resources thing that's happening right now where you could have Regeneron that is not literal but Regeneron sitting in a warehouse in Oklahoma where it's not being used and people dying because they didn't get it in Florida because you had to make sure everyone got the same amount even though it wasn't needed in the other state. Are we going to do this with food, by the way? Yeah. That's, that's a scarce resource that we don't have an unlimited supply of. My guess is that uh, New York State probably con- consumes a lot more food than Rhode Island does. So, And that's unfair. That is unfair. We have an, That is an inequitable distribution of food that's happening now. They have more people, and therefore they need more food, and they could be consuming a lot more, but they shouldn't be allowed to take more food than all the other states are. Florida also has a pretty elderly population. They do. They do. A lot of old people live in there, okay? Uh, So, continuing here, but wouldn't you focus on where it's needed at a given time rather than blind equity? Also, Biden promised just days earlier during the announcement of his vaccine mandate to boost the monoclonal distribution by 50%. Why are they in charge of the monoclonal distribution to begin with? Because they bought a bunch of it with their pandemic money, and now they get to decide where it goes. That's that's what's happening. So they're, they bought the supply, and now they're allocating it inefficiently mm-hmm. is, is what's happening. This is government health care for you, by the way. They said, here's the end. It's exactly. This is like I said, this is such a great example of how the government misallocates <laughs> scarce resources that have alternative uses. It's playing out in front of your face right now. That's why, even though we talked about this last week, that's why I wanted to bring it up again, because this is a perfect example. And they said, here's the answer. You got to drive this point home. Here's the answer to the previous question. In that announcement, when Biden was talking about the vaccine mandate, Biden, Biden warned, if these governors won't help us beat the pandemic, I'll use my power as president to get them out of the way. Uh, then they asked the question, is this federal takeover of the monoclonals his ace in the hole? And why wouldn't the government just produce more? We have spent trillions of dollars on welfare, shutdowns, vaccines, and failed so miserably that people who already got the shot still need the monoclonals. 
So why would so why not put the funding into the monoclonals? Then and by the way, it's not just people who refuse to get vaccinated that are using this. 70% of the people over the age of 60 have already been vaccinated. And then when they still get COVID, they're still coming in and getting the monoclonal antibodies. And so that they still have now this was over the age of 60. It was 70% of the people that are coming in to use the monoclonal antibodies have already been vaccinated. They're not anti-vaxxers out there. At least 70% of them are not. And so that whole talking point just doesn't work. And then another talking point about the supply that we have a limited amount of. Well, Tec- so it gets worse than just the government buying them. Mm-hmm. It's it worse right here. Texas Montgomery County Judge Mark Coe. How would you say that? Coe. Coe. Mark Coe. Judge Mark, as I call him, warned that this is not about a lack of supply. Marky Mark. Quote from the judge. The manufacturer has confirmed supplies are ample, but due to the Defense Production Act, the White House and its agencies are the only entities who can purchase and distribute this treatment. Read that again for the people in the back. The manufacturer has confirmed that the supplies are ample, but due to the Defense Production Act, the White House and its agencies are the only entities who can purchase and distribute this treatment. Hmm. I want to throw up right now yeah. while setting things on fire and having a heart attack in the process. <laughs> That's how I feel about this. Which would be fine because then you yeah. wouldn't get in trouble for the fire or anything else. And then uh, the the author asks, does the government really want the pandemic to end? That's a, I, like I, I started this off by saying, I try to not be this conspiracy theorist about how the government wants the pandemic to be here, about how they don't really care about people dying, that, that, that this is all big, uh, big pharma out there making sure that people buy their vaccines and all that. But this is one of the most egregious things I've seen so far of them actually holding the supply of something. They've already bought it, by the way. They've just got it. And they're, and they're literally saying that you can't have it even if you need it because that would be inequitable. Mm. It's disgusting, dude. It's so gross. And, and Congress has, has abdicated their power and wrote the Defense Protection Act to give it to the, the president. And, and essentially what we're doing is we, we're creating this king-like system, right, where the, where the president and his officers that work for him are the ones that control everything, mm-hmm. almost everything. And, well, and, and, and it's a free market healthcare system we have here, Charlie. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully... This should be making it better. Yeah. And it's clearly not. See, if we had This a, is all playing out in front of everyone's eyes. One, you got to make the you got to make these two arguments at the same time and and uh also feel like a rational being while you're saying it. Uh this terrible free market system that we have is making everything too expensive and making it to where people can't get to it. And also you have to argue if we had a free market healthcare system, then people wouldn't be able to have access to these medications. And some people can make that argument at the exact same time. And still sleep at night. They still sleep at night. And maybe it's easier to sleep when you've only got half a brain. I'm not, I'm not really <laughs> sure. Someone with half a brain, let me know yeah. out there. All right. Uh, I, we don't have this in the stack. Uh, Nate didn't put this in there, even though I explicitly told him to put this in there. You did. I did. I, I said, can hey, confirm that Charlie which said Which I don't put this normally do. Yeah. I don't normally say, hey, Nate. Because he doesn't care I, what we talk about in the that's podcast. That's not true. I just, <laughs> I usually let you, because you're so good at it, put everything together yeah. for us, you know? Um, and that's, that's, you know, it's your job. And so 
I but this one really grinds my gears. Um, more government hypocrisy and disgustingness, which is we talked about, or at least I th- Nate did. I don't think I was here for you that. were here. We mentioned it in the last oh. five minutes of of, uh, of an episode. One so time. we talked about the drone strike. Well, as it turns out, over the weekend, uh, thanks to New York Times, by the way, which is uh, a few of their articles have been kind of fair. It's a little, little strange. Well, that guy's going to get fired. But they, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they investigated this drone strike and and called the government out on this one. And finally, the Department of Defense um, and the generals admitted that um, it, it the the drone strike that killed ten people uh, was actually all ten innocent people, and seven of them were children. Uh, the main guy who they thought met with ISIS was loading water jugs into his car. Uh, to bring water to people. He actually also was an American um, ally. He, he was helping the Americans. Um, and so they, they, they literally got the wrong guy. And the general, and the Department of Defense releases a statement and the general comes on air and basically says, we made a grave mistake. And that was it. It's, it's like wash your hands of the blood of seven children. And I like, I'll get all the people are going to say, well, you know, civilian casualty is just a part of war. Okay, but somebody should be held responsible for this. I agree. You, you you killed the wrong people with bad intelligence. You somebody gave the command, and you didn't make sure that there wasn't that that seven innocent kids weren't going to die. And there's blood on your hands. It was likely a political strike as well because we had just lost some soldiers and Biden wanted to appear to be strong while we were leaving. That mm-hmm. We weren't just going to let those soldiers die in vain. And that's why we had those two strikes that occurred before we officially got out of the country. And here we go. And this is something I like that Scott Horton says, too, that Joe just said, white people killing brown people right up their alley. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what like, we like, do, man. Like, how is it so OK that we can continue to do this? And, and, and look, I'm sad about the 13 American soldiers that passed away. I'm sad about the 50 working dogs that were left behind um, in cages, just left there to die. Uh, you know, they're soldiers, too. Right. Um, I'm sad about those types of things. But we would have never we wouldn't have got ourselves into the situation. These things would have never happened. Mm hmm. And, and, and you have to pull out at some time. You have to say, hey, what we did was a mistake. Let's try as best as we can to get out of there, apologize for our mistakes. Some people should be held responsible for, the, for, the, for lying to, to the American people and to Congress and to the president. And those people who made the decision should be held responsible for those types of things. It's, it would be like, you telling me like, Hey man, like, I think this guy robbed your house last night. You didn't know that, but he did. And then I go kill him and I'm like, Oh, well he robbed my house last night. I got bad intelligence. I didn't verify the source. Right. I didn't say I, I, I didn't do anything remotely appropriately. Plus he wasn't actively robbing my house at the time that I went to go kill him. Yeah, it, actually, it, it wouldn't even be that you went and killed them. It would be that you went and murdered another family somewhere else down the block. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that, it actually that wasn't be, that guy. It. it was, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, it was a completely innocent family that I just went and uh, I just blew up their house yeah. because this one guy robbed me. At, at the very, is it too much to ask that someone loses their job over this? At the very least? The very least, someone loses their job. That's, that's, that's all I'm, I'm not even asking for. For prison sentences or 
or charges of murder or anything, could someone lose their job over killing seven kids? Just, it, can you imagine that our government has become so big and so powerful and that the administrative state has become so big and so powerful, all these things that we just go around the world and do whatever we want, that you guys know that what I just asked is not even going to happen. That's the point that we're at right now. I just asked that the person who gave the command to kill those people loses their job and that they not be able to do that anymore. Yeah. That's, that's too much to ask from our government. At the very least, that could happen. It reminds me of Norm MacDonald when he talks about, you know, he would never kill a woman in cold blood. You know? Yeah. He knows that there's no river long enough that doesn't contain a bend. And he also knows that it's a blemish on the old CV. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what he said. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what happens. Probably a blemish on the old CV. He, he knows that if you did that, you'd probably at least lose your job. Yeah. Now, just for reference, he was continuing on his famous OJ Simpson jokes at yes. that time. So he was saying like, I don't know what happens if you kill a woman. I don't know, you lose your job. Something like that. That's, right. that's what would happen. It was just, uh, just making fun of that. But yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Unless you work for the government, then uh, maybe that would be just fine. Or if we're in war which we're not supposed we're we are in a state of authorization of use of military force that's a that's the new war that's what we're in and so yeah this is gross and you know what else sucks um the families of those kids and of those people that were killed when they decide to seek justice for their family members you know what we're going to call them terrorists that's what we're going to call mm-hmm. them when they decide that people need to be held accountable accountable for killing their kids, we're going to call them terrorists. So that's a uh, that's that's all I got left for you after that, man. That's I'm all just, I got. I, I just get I get so angry that that this type of things happen. It, it, it doesn't matter who the president is. I didn't yeah. like Obama droning people. I don't like Trump droning people. I don't like Bush droning people. I, I don't like any of it. Like, oh, I literally are, saw a response of uh, I saw a response of well. Bush killed people all the time. Like he killed tons of civilians. So it makes it perfectly yeah, okay. That's not a, that, that true, but that doesn't mean like that. It's such a terrible, this vicious circle that we get in. Well, Bush killed a bunch of civilians. So stop talking about Biden. That would be like civilians. Biden having slaves right now and be like, well, George Washington had slaves. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do? What's the big deal? He's only got two. Washington had three. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? It's not that bad. No, it's still bad. It's, yeah. It's a bad thing. It's a horrible thing. Heavily frowned upon in our yeah. society. Yeah. And these are kids. These yeah. are children. Imagine if this happened to your children. I'm always reminded of the Onion articles. Like, imagine if Syria sent their F-18 fighter jets or ISIS sent their F-18 fighter jets over to Chicago to curb the violence that's happening every weekend between the gangs. Yeah. Like, come on, people. When is enough enough? And, and we keep doing the same things over and over again and voting these disgusting war hawks into, into power. I'm, I'm just, it makes me sick. You can see by the headlines each week, crypto is becoming more and more integrated into our daily lives. The smartest investors are investing with their IRA or 401k retirement accounts. The easiest way to do that is I trust capital the number one crypto IRA and 401k platform in America. iTrust Capital has over $1 billion worth of assets under management from thousands of happy account holders. Why? All iTrust retirement accounts allow you to invest and trade your crypto and gold tax-free 
on their 24-7 platform. If you have an existing IRA or the retirement account, like a 401k, you can roll those over with no penalty or taxes. iTrust Capital makes investing in crypto safe and easy. You can log into your account 24-7 and invest at the push of a button. Now crypto can be traded as easily as stocks. No private keys or complex processes. iTrust Capital also makes investing in physical gold and silver easy. iTrust uses a blockchain ledger that gives you digital ownership of physical gold held at the Royal Canadian Mint. This is not a security, derivative, future, or other financial contract. This is fully backed by physical gold that is deliverable upon request. And the best part, iTrust Capital has low transparent pricing that's 90% cheaper than comparable options. So if you're looking for an IRA to trade cryptocurrency and precious metals tax-free, go to itrustcapital.com and use the promo code LIBERTY. You will get your first month free and a free crypto IRA and gold IRA investors guide. So once more, go to itrustcapital.com, use that promo code LIBERTY for your first month free and receive their crypto and IRA gold IRA investors guide at no cost. Really what we're in right now is uh, this whole thing is a joke. Like uh, one thing I, w I was thinking about on the way home today is it's not that funny of a joke. Uh, it's not a, yeah, it's a, uh, uh, it's a terribly unfunny joke that's actually really serious and people die because of it but the whole government has just become a joke that i don't know if you see this but things are kind of coming off the rails a little bit there's a lot going on with this 3.5 trillion dollar thing there's a debt ceiling possible government shutdown looming markets down a whole bunch today partially because of that partially because they weren't uh, going to push the booster shots out to everyone it wasn't and, fda uh, approved and, yeah it wasn't approved for it's proof it's approved for uh, older people and people with uh, pre-existing conditions mm -hmm. at risk people uh, but not for the general population they won't partly be because that. of china china um, basically china's lehman brothers are about to go bankrupt <laughs> and so. so yeah there's a lot of stuff like that going on right now um we have it's all so fake. Everything happening with all of these politicians is so fake. For instance, I'll tell you this. So you feel like you're in a dream. It is. And you're like, how could any of this be real? What I'm trying to figure out is why anyone takes any of it seriously. Like, uh, just say AOC going to the Met Gala with a tax of rich dress on. You know? How is anyone even taking this seriously? How are we taking the politicians out there calling Republicans murderers because they won't wear masks? And then, you know, when they get together at the Emmys or the Met Gala, and think, no one's wearing masks. And listen, I don't care. Or they put a mask on for the picture and take it yeah. off immediately after. They didn't even have time to do that at these things. Just no masks. You know why? Because they're the betters in society. They're above the rest of the population. They're, they're the... Uh, it reminds me of like, they're just keeping people busy with games and, 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 uh, you know, all the, it's like, it's like Roman, it's like Roman kind of shit. We've got the, we got these people above us and they're just looking down on us laughing and thinking about all the different things that they can do that they can keep us scared of and keep us busy with all the time and get us fighting with each other. And they're just living this high society life all the time, doing whatever they want, probably just laughing in their heads. And, and they're not worried about any of it. Stop taking them seriously. None of them, none of the politicians. They go out there and they use hyperboles out there all the time that this person's a murderer. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. If you don't do this, then you're killing grandma, all this. And none of them actually believe any of it at all, except for like a few. We know the few that we think are probably principled people out there 
that actually mean the things that they're saying. It's all for show, man. It's Fugazi. It's it's, it's fairy dust. Mm-hmm. It's not real. It hasn't landed. It's not on the elemental chart. Okay? <laughs> That's what this is. I know that you guys listen to the podcast already know this, but it's not real. Don't pay attention to what they're saying. It, it, it shouldn't be a news story that like AOC said... Uh, the Republicans are killing grandma. Like she doesn't mean it. She doesn't actually care. She's faking it. She's they being are a politician. so good at mass manipulation and then gaslighting. Yeah, they it's are like those two things, which is a form of manipulation as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gaslighting is another form of manipulation it's a form of control. It's uh, heavily used in, mm-hmm. in control. You can control people like that. And, and so it's a, I don't know. I'm disgusted by what's going on right now. And uh, what I realize more and more every day is that, you gotta you gotta hold it separate from like your actual life, and make sure that you're doing what you can to be as stable and set up, and that your family's good, and that that's what what you can do. That way, all of this stuff is not affecting you every day. That you don't care what they raise the capital gains tax rate to, or what they raise any of that. Like you're gonna be fine. You know that's that's why we have the Liberty Trading Academy that you can go to at mastermytrades.com if you want to build your future in the market and you could even make money on up days on down days you don't care what it's going to be you go to mastermytrades.com and use that promo code save 20 and then you can fix your future with the rest of us this re- this re- that even was a, I, that even if the ad, market the is way. is dropping yeah this reminds me of uh, shooter yeah great movie by the way mm-hmm. so when the, when the senator is saying in that movie he said there's no sunnis and shiites there's no winners or losers there's haves and have nots which side are you on gunny that's what he says there's no sunnis or shiites that's what he says if you think about that because you're like well yeah there's definitely sunnis and shiites but if you think about what he's actually saying is that they've they've manipulated everyone into these different groups so that they're easier to control it's the haves versus the have-nots it's the way it's always been yeah and what they've done is they've taken even a system of freedom like capitalism even the free market and they found a way to control it enough to manipulate people into thinking that there's this group is evil and that group is evil and this group is evil and you you have to fractionate everybody down and if you aren't disabled and black and gay and, and all kinds of stuff then everyone else is is a monster yeah not us though everyone else is a monster we are your saviors and actually, if you're black and gay, you can still be oppressed by the white gay person. So, I mean, yes, it, it keeps that's what I'm saying down. That's yeah. A, yeah. So it's, it's just, it's so mind boggling um, that we buy into this shit. We know? do every single, another thing right here. Uh, look at this Washington Post article. The White House is ruling out concessions over the debt ceiling while the GOP refuses to help avert crisis. So they're setting this up already. The GOP is refusing to help avert the crisis. So if the government does shut down, it's obviously the Republicans' fault. And, you know, partially because some of the stuff that they're trying to pay for in this are things that Republicans thought were fine last year when Trump was in office with with some of the bills that were going through. And so they're saying that that they're not going to to raise it and that they don't want to open it up for all kinds of new spending. Of course, the left is going to use this and they're saying, well, the GOP is going to throw us into an economic recession uh, that it, it's going to be terrible. We're not going to be able to fund all these government services. The pandemic's going to run out of control. 
because we've seized control out of all over all the things that are trying to aid in the pandemic. And they didn't say that part. I just said that. But and so everyone's going to die, of course. And it's just another great example of how fake all of this is, because there's one obvious thing looming. But I'll just say uh, the White House is in a bind over potential breach of the federal debt ceiling as GOP lawmakers refuse to help Democrats avert a national financial catastrophe, leaving the administration with few easy answers as time runs out this so, see, this happens last year and the year before that all, yeah and the year before that something that always happens and the year before that everyone's gonna die yeah and then everything's fine the government shuts down for about three hours if Rand paul had enough sleep the night before and then everything's <laughs> fine afterwards sentiment minority leader mitch mcconnell from Kentucky has insisted Republicans will not cooperate with pleas from the Biden administration to increase or suspend the debt ceiling. Suspend the debt ceiling. No more debt ceiling. The legal limit for what the government can borrow to avoid defaulting on its obligations. Meanwhile, by the way, they set this because they don't want people uh, or they want to avoid defaulting on obligations. So they're like, hey, guys, if shit hits the fan, we drew this line right here that was like, you know, we can't go over this. We, we really don't want to go over this, but we absolutely can't go over this or we might not be able to repay our or, or, or we might default on our obligations. And everyone's like, ah, whatever. Yeah. We'll what? just raise it again. That's just a line. Yeah. We can cross it it's habitually. Just, it's just they're habitual line steppers. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, the White House has ruled out offering policy concessions to Republican lawmakers to lure GOP votes. By the way, by the way, tie that in with the title again, because what they're saying is, is like, hey, we set a legal limit that we don't want to borrow anymore. So we don't default on any obligations. But this is the GOP refusing to help avert a crisis. Yeah, that's what it is. Even though we are also refusing to negotiate with them as well which is what they just yeah, said exactly like, but it's the gop since since the gop won't do what we want and we refuse to negotiate with them it's it's all fake it's all fake it's another thing for you to be worried about and scared of that's all it is nothing is going to happen nothing is going to happen you know why because there's elections coming up next year and that is always the case nothing's going to happen but they're going to make people scared. They're going to make the market dip down so the people with the smart money can get in there and buy the dip. And then (laughs) everything's going to be fine. That's what's actually going to happen. All right. Uh, Even if McConnell does outline a proposal, the White House has no intention of rewarding the GOP for trying to use the debt ceiling as leverage in other negotiations. The official said with one describing the position as a matter of principle. I just... I just laughed so hard. It sounds like a toxic relationship. Oh, man. It's just... And so what the GOP is doing now, by the way, this comes from both sides. They're they're trying to leverage it, too. We don't want to go into a shutdown. You guys are in control, Mr. Mr. Leftist Democrats. Y'all are in control of everything. And so if we go into a shutdown, you're going to look terrible and you're going to lose the midterms. So because they have these massive bills coming up that the Republicans don't want to sign on to, McConnell is saying, well, we're not going to help you guys avoid this shutdown unless you give us some concessions on these bills that are coming up, which it's just it just ain't going to happen, man. Now, here's the part where it gets even more fake. Instead, the Democrats and Republicans have spent recent days uh, publicly bludgeoning each other over the debt ceiling. Yet another sign that there are no negotiations to resolve. Republicans have argued that Democrats have the votes to increase the debt limit on their own. 
and should do so given that Democrats are pushing trillions of dollars in new spending priorities. The Democrats can already increase the debt ceiling. They've got the 50 people. All of them want to do this and they can get their plus one from Kamala Harris. They don't need, they, uh, it's, it's the Senate has to eventually do this, right? Yeah. Cause McConnell's talking about it. Yeah. So they don't have to have the Republicans signed on to it. And they have the votes in the house too. So they want some Republicans to put their name on it. So they have their name on some of the debt and they've got some valid arguments when it comes to some of this debt ceiling that has to happen to pay for the things y'all did last year. When, when, when y'all were in control, when you're, when your guy was in office. And so it, this is not all for new spending. This is for some of the old spending to make sure that we can actually pay because uh, by the way, you know, that $900 billion bill that went through, we ain't paid that yet. Whereas we find it, we put it on the card and, and we still need to pay for that. And so we actually need to increase the debt ceiling just to pay for the stuff that everyone else was fine with last year. And so they got a little bit of an argument there, but this is how fake it is. If the Democrats are so worried about it, if they want to avoid a shutdown, all they got to do is vote on it. They got the votes to do it. It's just completely freaking fake. <laughs> the whole argument is fake. Yet the title says that the GOP refuses to help avert a crisis. <laughs> Refuse. This is not about averting a crisis. This is about talking about a crisis. Yeah. So you can make people mad. That's all it is. Mm. This is about talking about the crisis. It's like, it's like you can pump your own gas, right? Yeah. But then you write an article that Charlie refused to pump. Uh, Charlie refused to help Nate get yeah. to Illinois. He refused to carry me to the bathroom earlier. <laughs> and so I was going to pee all over myself right here because Charlie refused to take me to the bathroom on his back. Now, can I walk? Yeah, yeah I can walk. I can sure. Yeah. But Charlie refused to help me avert the crisis of peeing all over myself while I was sitting and here. And you're still chair. sitting in your dirty pee pants. I'm still sitting here in my pee pants because Charlie did not care about <laughs> grandma. This is, I'm so, oh, I'm so over all of this Todd stuff. Todd says, supposed to give says, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we gotta, we gotta end this because it's, uh, it's 420 and I gotta go to a, I gotta go to a show, so. Um, let's end this right here because, uh, my heart's, my heart's racing right now. You need a break and the okay. podcast refuses. Yeah. To, that's the, that's the problem. You guys are refusing to help my heart right now. All right. Well, if you guys enjoyed today's show, then please, please, please share it with a friend, share it with a foe and share it with the children, especially that newborn sweet, sweet baby. I already that was, was just playing born on constitution day. Share it all around, folks. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Hit that follow button. Smash it if you feel like it. We're not responsible for any of that. Sign up to be part of the live show at goodmorningliberty.locals.com. What a great place to hang out and have mm -hmm. fun with us. There's a little bit of extras in there, obviously seeing the live show and those types of things. We, uh, we're making a lot of changes. For instance, Friday's video. episode went out to the... It did. The the remaining Patreon supporters and the locals, because we're switching from Patreon to locals, mm -hmm. and all of those people got Friday's We're episode. in a transition period. We are. Don't judge us yeah. while we're transitioning. I okay? do appreciate everyone dealing with it, though, because it has it been is. an annoying couple months. Mm. For it sure. is tough. Uh, so anyway, hit the follow. So leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. I checked them out the other day, and I we didn't get a single one. There was a there was a new one on there when I looked yesterday. Okay, so yeah. so people are listening later, but I, I I know how many people listen to the show, and some of you out there are not typing anything, mm -hmm. and I'm furious over it. 
furious. And all of you that are Patreon supporters, I'm going to search you out and get your Apple usernames, and I'm going to check every one of them. And your bills are going up, man. Let me tell you what. They're going up. Or you're going to get censored. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay? It doesn't matter if you don't use Apple. Yeah. Just go leave one. Just get it. If you guys do all those things, we'll back you in tomorrow. Hope you have a good day and a good morning liberty. <laughs>